1: Some folks don't stop searching till they find the truth. And if you've got the eye of a detective, June's Journey is the game for you. Play as June Parker in a gripping murder mystery adventure as you find hidden objects to help solve her sister's death. You'll hunt for clues in hundreds of beautifully illustrated scenes set in the roaring 20s. With more than a thousand scenes filled with clues, there's always something new to discover. You may even trek across the globe for your next lead. Every week, new chapters are added with new characters to meet and places to search. Plus, there are tons of fun, unique features to keep you entertained. From building your own island estate with expansive gardens and beautiful buildings to collecting scraps of information on each character to fill your photo album. You can even play with or against other players by joining a detective club. Find your first clue by downloading June's Journey today. Available on Android and iOS mobile devices, as well as on PC through Facebook games.
2: Welcome back to our conversation with Ayana Dozier, who wrote a 33 and a third book on Janet Jackson, The Velvet Rope, and we've got her back for a little bit of bonus content. So Ayana, is The Velvet Rope your favorite Janet Jackson record? Yes, it is. Why?
0: Uh, It's my favorite record because of her use of experimentation. And I think also the narrative, uh, the journey rather she brings audiences on. We go from being distraught, dealing with emotional abuse, dealing with physical abuse, but then also sense of recovery from that, uh, which also includes psychological recovery, but also an affirmation of sexual autonomy throughout that journey. And I don't necessarily think she takes us on that, that type of uh, roadmap, so to speak, um, on some of her other records.
2: You may have just answered my next question, but <laughs> you know, I, I was just curious, because this record seemed to speak so clearly to many young girls of color, and is it those emotions and those issues that, that's a commonality?
0: Um, I can't say it's a commonality because I can only speak for what's true and what has been true in my life. But I think what we can say when we think about like groups of people, right, kind of class of uh, identities that exist, and we can include Janet within this, for Black girlhood, especially living in the United States, is just as a kind of national framework. That's often denied at every turn. You know, we have examples from the school system in which she gives an example that I talk about in the book of having a white teacher kind of berate her in front of her class and how that lowered her self-esteem. We have legal examples in which just Black girls are just not believed when they say they're being abused in any capacity. And I think in that respect, then we're kind of used to seeing media imagery that denies that sense of. Not only childhood, but specifically indexing it as being a black girl in the world—that you can be free, that you can have fun, you can be childish. Um, the roadmap is often that you need to grow up quickly. And I think for Janet to to do the album Velvet Rope many years after she was a girl, right? You know, her kind of full-on experience of being a woman. What she almost presented for for me, and maybe for other black girls and uh, young women was that, you know, these are the consequences when we don't actually reconcile with how destructive that is for us at a young age, right? That you will be in your thirties, trying to make sense of, of things that you've long repressed and you were essentially just told to get over or grow up out of. And I think that in that respect that the album is really useful. Not that it's a depressing per se, but it, it just, it's, it's useful to say, you know, this this will come back and that you need to carve out space for yourself. And and not deny that, despite what an overwhelming media apparatus or structure will tell you.
2: I wanted to ask you about you know another piece that probably exposed. It's a poor choice of words, but Janet to another audience, uh, and that was you know the the thing with Justin Timberlake at the Super Bowl. Oh. And on the one hand, it seemed to be well timed to her, you know, kind of newfound identity and sexual exploration. On the other hand, it was a hell of a piece of PR. Do you think it was a statement perhaps to her mom and dad and her, her fan base that this is the new me and uh, I am a sexual being and get used to it?
0: <laughs> no, because I think the album album that came out of the Super Bowl or that she was actually finalizing at that time, Jamita Joe, was that statement because that's her middle name. Um, and that is, for all intents and purposes, that is her most provocative uh, sexually suggestive record that she's ever done in her archive. And so I think she's always been very um, uh, communicative to her family via music as her way of kind of asserting where she is. I think that, which we know, or at least I maintain, that was something that was an accident, right? Like we, she was wearing these red elements that were supposed to be exposed and that part came undone. And I don't think that the kind of fallout out of that was something that was actually beneficial for her, we know, she's actually blackballed in the industry because of it, but it also revealed how quickly, right, that there's a kind of threshold for, from women, and I think specifically for black women, that people will tolerate, right, right, with regards to how far they can go sexually, and that then was, you know, Janet taking sex too far, you know, um, mm. and notice it was primarily Janet who was affected by the fallout and not Justin Timberlake.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, so last question here, Um, you know, with such a varied career and especially discography, what do you think Janet Jackson, the artist's legacy is? Or the musician, I should say. Oof. Too big?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot because she's still, I mean, unfortunately, you know, COVID-19 and uh, she was supposed to have an album that was supposed to come out at the end of this year and a tour, the Black Diamond tour. And I think she's just putting all of that on pause until things are safe again for for that to be properly released. So I know I'm, I'm interested because after the Super Bowl incident, a lot of things happened uh, without being too detailed. And, and I, I love Janet. Yeah, I want to put this out there. But because I love Janet, I can also say that, you know, the albums after Domita Joe were not her strongest, right? Like 20YO has some production problems. Uh, discipline lyrically is at her best. And she also talks about the struggle working through those albums. And I think just the the succession of those two albums back to back, in addition to being blackballed in the industry from Super Bowl, I think it really kind of wiped out all of the work she did, you know, from Mm. 1986 through, through 2004. It's really difficult to kind of ascertain what that legacy is for, I think, a larger audience. Now for me, I think what I get from Janet, and I think especially when she released her album Unbreakable, which is now nearly five years ago, we see a woman of perseverance, um, but one who contextualizes that strength of determination in dialogue with society, in dialogue with uh, abusive people around her, right? And in a very frank way that we don't always get with the artists, where they kind of, not only are vulnerable, but they admit that they've been harmed. That's not, it's not something we're still used to hearing or used to kind of accepting, let alone when a woman admits that she's been harmed repeatedly by different men and or people in her life. And, and the desire to continue to maintain a sense of anything, right, as an artist and to continue on, I think for me, that's what I gather might be a key narrative we can look at with Janet's legacy.
2: Well, thank you for spending some time with us again, Ayana. Uh, Your book is really a fascinating read. There's so much there. I think everyone should read it and then go back and listen to the record.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
2: If you enjoyed this teaser, have a listen to the complete podcast episode on your favorite podcast provider. Please follow, subscribe, and share. And thanks for listening to All Music Podcasts, a member of Pantheon Media.